For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is GL Podcast number 78, January 15, 2019. It was 49 degrees on this day in Garage Logic in 1944 and 26 below. I've been telling you this, people. In 1972, the 70s were cold. They were cold. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, director of social media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is okay. your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Okay. Your mayor, Joe Sushera. Robbie, rookie like Roycey opens his mic up and coughs. Yeah, what the hell? Meanwhile, Such is, I only got one ear. We're in a brand new studio. It's delightful. It's lovely. There'll be films of it uh, distributed, uh, Facebook uh, posts and uh, twits and uh, the whole thing. What time's that tour coming through? There better not be one. Okay. Right. Let's, uh, everyone has read now what details we're going to finally know about uh, Jamie Kloss. Yeah. And you know, in a way, it's disappointing. How so? Uh, we're 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 left with the discovery that we're witnessing pure evil. There was no extenuating circumstance. Not not that any other circumstance would have made it acceptable, but you are witnessing pure evil. No other dynamic. Uh, they didn't have a failed uh, dating relationship. They. Uh, they didn't know each other from school. They or, or the, social. No social contact whatsoever. This devil, this devil saw her get off a school bus or get on a school bus. Right. And decided right then that he was going to commit this mayhem. I, I submit to you, what are you left with except pure evil? The opening, the, the first three graphs in today's Strib article are just, the, the, the hair on the back of your neck stands up. He didn't know her name, didn't know who lived at the house, but he knew one thing. He was going to take her. How you know, could that be? Y- yesterday. Well, I know how it could be. There's well, evil in the world. Yesterday when we were doing the show, John and I were both going through the timeline on Twitter of all the reporters, various reporters that were covering this event. And the, the thought kept coming back to me that this was so reminiscent of um, the Wetterling case, when all those details were unfolding, and just the, the the chills that were sent up your spine, the fact that he had no idea what was on the other side there, and went in, shot the dad, didn't know who else was in the house, didn't know if there was going to be other children in the house, and said, "This is what I'm doing," and and executed them, and then got away with it is extremely, uh, yes, evil. But how random is that timing? Well, but you're left with one question. Anyone is left with one question. You can't see this coming. No. You cannot see this coming. How are you supposed to prepare yourself for this? That means we all have to be prepared for instant evil at any time. At any time, at any place. The, The discussion my wife and I were having last night was, you know, we've got two young kids and it just brings back every fear you have as a parent. Absolutely. Because people like this roam amongst us. 
I mean, is it to the point now where uh, if your door gets knocked on at one in the morning, should you be armed as you go to the door? Well, remember, yes. yes. The remember, answer is yes. yes. Remember, I used to joke about it. I'd say people would come to my door and I'd answer it by showing them a three fifty seven. Right. Oh, that's where we're at now. But and even I the, was joking. But Kenny, even in the case of this particular situation, had he shown the dad, had he, it wouldn't have stopped him because he got shot through the door, yeah. through the peak window in yeah. the door. But residents were told in that area to arm, get your shotguns out in case, because this guy's on the loose. We don't know where he's going to end up. They were told after the fact. Detective well, Nelson true. reports the defendant confessed to killing James and Denise Kloss and kidnapping Jamie Kloss. The defendant stated he worked at Saputo Cheese Factory south of Almina for two days before quitting. On his drive to the Cheese Factory on one of the two mornings he worked there, he had stopped behind a school bus on Highway 8 where he watched uh, Jamie Kloss get on a school bus. The defendant stated he had no idea who she was, nor did he know who lived in the house or how many people lived at the house. The defendant stated when he saw uh, Jamie uh, Kloss, he knew that was the girl he was going to take. Mm -hmm. How do you prepare yourself for that? You can't, but what? I don't know. Uh, he didn't have it. The dad didn't have a chance to get. I don't know if there was a gun in the house or not. He did not have a chance to arm himself. When he goes to the door, he's confused, and then the guy shoots him right off. But the remember bat. the quote we saw in the story, or the, the the quote that I saw yesterday, when he when the dad said, "Show me your badge." Yeah. Which le- leads me to believe that this devil said something to the dad as he knocked on the door. Well, you would have. Well, yeah, we wouldn't know that because Dad's not with us. Dad's not with I us. think not to that. answer your question, how do you prepare for that? It starts at the end of your driveway if you're in the rural. Yep. You've got to have security at your mailbox, and there needs to be an alarm that goes off in your house when somebody pulls in. And the fact that we have to do that in this country is outrageous. Yeah. And I'm anticipating the, the dreadful, inevitable development as reporters continue to dig into this, they're going to find people this kid went to high school with, and they're going to say, oh, he was just a normal, friendly kid. Uh, I'm not buying that. Somebody had to know. I would know if my kid was going to go and commit mayhem like this, I would see that developing somehow in the upbringing of the child. Right. I would hope so. Well, yeah. I would. Yeah. I'm not. I don't. Okay, what about Because the fact- there is no other explanation than except pure evil. Yeah. Pure he, evil. I would like to dispute the fact that he was a Marine because he was a Marine for a, a month. He didn't. He doesn't just, seem like he lasted at anything very no, long. No, he got a premature uh, dismissal. And I don't know if it was dishonorable or just a premature dismissal. But he couldn't cut it in the Marines. Have his parents been reached yet? I, I saw a video last night where dad and a brother, I don't know if he has multiple brothers, but a dad and a brother appeared at the courthouse and he instantly put his hand up to the camera's face and didn't answer any questions. Because I want to know from the dad and the mother, what you didn't know this about this fruitcake? Mm-hmm. You didn't. You didn't. You had no clue that this. And the property he was on with her that was owned by the parents. The correct? parents apparently assigned the deed to the right. the two kids, the two brothers. And I thought that happened after the abduction, did it not? Yeah, after the abduction. Yeah. Well, she's laying under the bed. Right. Wow. I. I. I uh, Oh, okay, how are we supposed to, as as how are we supposed as parents? How are we supposed to feel about those parents? Their one kid was in trouble. The other brother 
had a had a list of some type of trouble. This guy didn't. I'll know what to feel about them when I hear their when I hear them speak about this. When they owe the world that. Right. They shouldn't do that. Hey, don't uh, film me yet. I. They owe the world some uh, explanation. Uh, that and if they end up saying, "Geez, we didn't see this coming," I, I. I, I would not believe that. Well, uh, along those lines, Joe, um, there's an article in the Duluth News Tribune uh, where they interview a former friend of his, a high school friend. Yep. And he said there's no, no red flags. Nothing he did growing up led any of his friends or classmates to believe that this was possible. Well, then this is why I opened the show saying, in many ways, this is very disappointing because you are left with one stark realization you just saw the work of evil i don't know how postmodernists would treat it i don't know how mysterians would treat it uh, i don't know how the boston district attorney would treat it i hope this is a crime she'd prosecute uh you are left with that undeniable fact what what else is there to think okay maybe that's just it we shouldn't look and don't for give more. me this mental illness bs we shouldn't look for anything more it's just evil. It's evil. It's evil. It's done. It's evil. No other Why does there even need to be a trial? There doesn't. Well, well he's yeah, basically confessed to everything. Yeah, he's, he's admitted everything. Lock him up. Mm-hmm. Uh, preferably with some people who have 13-year-old uh, sisters. Or daughters. If you know what I'm saying. Well, we, I, we need to get a psychologist or somebody on the phone to, or, to explain this to us. I don't understand I'm this. explaining it to you, well, theologically. We need to find, there's got to be a common trend, a motive that people Have like you ever this, heard of a case like this? No. I haven't. No. Well, what Not about, that random. It's uh, called the Texas Chainsaw, the thing that... Massacre? Uh, yeah. Wasn't that random? Whitman in the Tower? Uh, that was... That was that wasn't random, but I think why it it's because this happened in our backyard. I mean, this this happened just a couple hours from here. So now everybody's talking about how to prepare for this. You know, everybody's you, talking. I got to get me a gun. I guess people will say that. Yeah. Uh, do you blame them? No, no, not not at all. Well, I don't. Uh, not at all. But you know, uh, I was talking to my kid about this yesterday, and you guys know I own a ton of guns. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them locked up. Mm-hmm. Nothing have to. nothing right there and ready to go. Right. You wouldn't be there that quick if somebody knocked on the door and then... I mean, we're talking now where people have to have a loaded shotgun next to their bed. And that's no way to live. It's no. not a way to live. Are you suggesting that uh, in rural areas only or do you think everywhere? Everywhere. I think it's don't, everywhere. Don't you? Yeah, yeah, it's everywhere. Everywhere. But do you think that would have prevented this from happening? Because I don't. Why? The old man would have had a fighting chance to shoot this. But, nut- Joe, he was shot through the door as he was answering it. Yeah, or, at I least, know. or at least I know. mom. Yeah. At least mom grabbed mom the shotgun might have been running into the bathroom. Might have, yeah. Uh, just a minute. We'll have more on this in just a second. The best I can determine uh, is that uh, this devil 
made her his prey, what, just maybe a couple of weeks before October 15th. Right. It, was, it wasn't right. something he's been fomenting about for two years, right? That's this all I this, this ha- must have just all happened. It's not clear on the timeline there, but yeah, that's, that's what the story leads you to believe. And he did make a couple of runs that yeah practice he, runs and then he, he, bugged, he, he bailed he bailed out yeah people there cars in the driveway etc yeah well let me there's nothing left to learn aside from an interview with his parents which might or might not be informative there's nothing left to know except why but why? He had, he, he, there is no why well i think there's gl- gotta be a why i'm glad that some details were left out I don't think we're. I don't think we've been told everything, and that's okay. Well, the one thing that really concerned me was um, um, assault, sexual assault. Yeah, right, that's, right. That, I don't. And other than him smacking her in the back of the head a couple of times, right. that's where the physical assault ended. Well, she was quickly cleared at the hospital. Yeah, I, I maybe she. What? Yeah. But that's the part, right? That's the part I'm glad that because is completely I assume left the world. I assume the world. I, I assume that this is some well. sort yeah. of slave situation, right. something weird. You know that that appears not to have been the case. Right, right, right. If you were a friend of of this guy, one of the friends that were invited over and and had absolutely no idea, what would be going through your mind right now? I'd like to I'd like to see interviews with those people. I'd, I I think the only thing left for reporters to do, if they wish to. Is, is search for the why. Uh, the why seems evident to me. There isn't one. Uh, but if they want to continue to search for the why, they got his parents need to be talked to and the so-called friends who would routinely come over to this dump, they need to be talked to. But the to. friends, the, the parents absolutely should be interrogated in this regard. But the friends, they had no idea that this, the ones that... But what I would want to know from them is... His behavior. What, what did you see in this fellow that caused you to be a friend of his? How could it possibly yeah. be that you but, had a normal relationships, yeah. normal guy where you get get together for poker on Wednesday nights? Mm-hmm. But up until that, t- I'm not defending him by any means. There is no defense. Un- un- but up until that time, they had no idea. But once they were there, and they and they know that now, was he acting? Was uh, he trying to get rid of everybody? Was he saying, "Oh no, don't go downstairs. Oh no, don't go." That's, that's do, do we in fact know that he allowed friends in the house while she was there? Yes, that's been in, in the complaints. Okay, and well, she'd get barricaded under the bed and taped up, I suppose, so she wouldn't say anything. Didn't Dad make a couple of visits right before she escaped? Yeah, Dad. Apparently, Dad came every Saturday. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. The other troubling part was him leaving to celebrate Christmas with his family. Mm-hmm. That yeah. one really bugged me. Yeah. That he was mentally okay to go visit family while he had her. Chained up in his house. I'm not sure this. I mean, I'm way out on a limb here. Uh, I'm not sure this has anything to do with mental illness. I, this, unfortunately and frighteningly and eerily, this is a confrontation with evil. Just a bad. I can't guy. find any other explanation. A bad guy. Well, what else? No, it, that's mental illness. Are, are you, I, I'm saying there's evil in the world, and I'm not, and and it might not necessarily have, unless you want to define evil as mental illness. No, 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 no. That's, no, because no, too many people no. are mentally ill who wouldn't go kill these people. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, then that's the jump from mental <sighs> illness to evil. But he was triggered by, and maybe that's a bad word to be using, by seeing her get on or off a school bus. Yeah. But he so all, he already knew that this was what he wanted to do. When he saw that, he decided, she's the one but I'm going to do this But let's say with. he didn't see her that day. Well, then what would have sent him off 
I think he was actively shopping for somebody to abduct. Oh, my God. You're probably right. And what led to that is what I want to know. Right. To build up. I'm not sure we'll ever know. I'm not sure we'll ever know. Well, he seemed at his at his video in the, the courthouse video. He seemed pretty relaxed. He seemed very matter-of-fact. Like he wanted all of this. The fact that he confessed almost instantly kind of led me to believe that this is his end goal. This is what he wanted. I would be, I would be crying like a baby worried about uh, going to prison and what these guys are going to do to me. I mean, as a, a, if I was in his place. Not just, hey, yeah, I did it. I'm, I'm called. Yep, I understand everything. We're good. I got a parent of the year candidate. Thank you. It's been all over the interwebs, all around the world. Okay. The video from Mankato, Minnesota yesterday. Oh. It shows a two-year-old oh, right. flying out of a car, yeah. still strapped in her car seat, didn't get injured. Yep. Authorities reportedly responded. Now, are you parent of the year? Are you being sarcastic? Yes, oh, okay. I am. Okay, just checking. <laughs> Thought maybe it's a rural thing. I like, took hey, a hey, we got him. Attaboy, <laughs> Remy. I took a call today. I took a call today from... Uh, a public safety officer in Mankato who said, is this Joe? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, you called me. I said, uh, are, are we talking about the child in Mankato who flew out of the car? Yeah. I said, I didn't call you. And then I could hear somebody in the background telling him it was Joe Mason who called him. Oh, Joe Mason. From somehow somehow oh. he rang this phone. Uh, but as long as I had him on the line, I said, how, how in the hell did the kid fly out? How did the door open? And then he Went into his public safety mode and said, well, we, oh, we can't discuss right, that right. at this present time. But listen. Well, then why did he call you back if he wasn't going to discuss it? He wasn't courtesy. calling me. He was calling Joe Mason. He got the wrong Joe. No, I get that part of it. But yeah. if, if he was going as far to return a phone I call to discuss know. the case, why was he not going to give you any information? Anyway. Chad Mock shared the video of the incident Monday on Facebook, saying if it hadn't happened in front of him, he wouldn't have believed it. According to Mock's post, the driver of the vehicle from which the child fell continued on its way. Mock stated the driver came back on foot. 20 minutes later. What? Mox Post states paramedics and the police responded to the scene. Mox stated the child was okay. KSTP has reached out to Mankato Police regarding the incident but has not yet received a response. Okay. I printed out a couple versions of this story because reporting isn't what it used to be. And I want to know some stuff like why did the door open? Okay. I'm more concerned about 20 minutes later kicking rocks and tumbleweed. You see a kid in a uh, car seat around here? 20 minutes later? Uh, dash cam vid. This is from the Pioneer Press. Dash cam video captured the moment a ca- the car seat and a toddler rolled out of the vehicle, which was turning a corner on a street in Mankato, and kept going. Monday, Chad Mock was driving behind the car, stopped his vehicle, and ran to the child's aid. Police and paramedics responded, checked the child for injuries. Officials say the child's mother was driving the vehicle. Uh, Mock told KMSP TV a woman later walked back to get the toddler. Which leads me to wonder, why wouldn't you have driven back? Right. You walked for 20 minutes? Right. Maybe she, well. Police say the child was properly strapped into the car seat, but it wasn't fastened to the seat in the vehicle. Wow. Okay, that's not enough. That, this is an AP piece. That's bad reporting. How did the car door open? What I'm guessing, and I, I was watch, I've been watching the loop of this uh, yeah. dash cam video, is that she, the, the, the seat wasn't strapped in. The seat slid over and nudged the door handle. Well, maybe that's it. And then hit it. And you can see as the mother continues on, 
the door eventually closes itself. How do you not hear the door open and the deer, uh, door close? That's why she's a Mother of the Year candidate. Well, there she was probably commotion. texting or looking at Facebook, so she was hard for her to notice. I mean, this is this is this is pathetic. This is pathetic. Not as pathetic as uh, the Jamie Claus situation. I do no. have an update for you, by the way. On uh, uh, what? Paul Bloom from Fox 9. Barron County Sheriff Fitzgerald confirms Jamie Claus suspect Jake Patterson was transferred to the neighboring jail in Polk County, Wisconsin. He calls it an administrative decision that had nothing to do with threats or anything similar. Polk County jail records show that Jake Patterson was booked into jail at 530. Uh, apparently, a member of the Jamie Claus extended family works in his jail, given his desire not to taint the oh case, boy. the sheriff made an administrative decision to move Jake Patterson to Polk County. So the kid's been moved to Polk County mm-hmm. because a Kloss relative works at the Barron County facility? Correct. Correct. Well, I don't care where they stick yeah, him, just, just so it's... He's got five million bail. He ain't getting out. I was, well, I don't think they were worried about that. I, I think they were worried about people getting their hands no, on No, I him. understand. I understand. But uh, the faster you can put this pathetic thing away, the better we are. Uh, just a moment, please. You learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. We're, wa- we're watching an extended uh, dash cam video of this child tumbling out of the car in Mankato. Uh, all of us are just left with the real possibility that the mother's just a complete dummy. Yeah. Just a complete stupid fool. So you don't think she did that intentionally, do you? I would hope not. I don't know. She literally kept going. But she hesitated. Did you notice how she kind of yes. hesitated? Yes, she did. Yeah. As if she heard something, but the dis- hearing a car door open and close and while this, you know you have kids in this the mock guy is this good samaritan he ends up picking the kid up and walking to the curb and checking the kid out and then they all hang around there 20 minutes later this moron comes back By mother the way, of the year i spent many a time at that high v i bet you did mm-hmm. i bet you did scoring uh math or jeez <laughs> no. i i love it when uh when i see these admonitions uh in the news, uh, it says Catholics are urged to avoid touching as flu spreads. Oh, is that yeah. one of these deals? Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, okay. I'm not, okay. I'm not t- touching. Us Calvinists that. have been yeah. doing that for thousands you know, of years. This here. Yeah. How are you doing? If, Speaking if, of that, we haven't established how close you and Rook are together now in this new studio. It's a very it's really uh, nice. I'm trying not to talk about it because listeners are uninterested <laughs> in, uh, in in where we work, but I, you are uh, terribly too close. I'm trying not uh, to, to make me. eye contact. And uh, I, really I don't like, like sitting next to you almost as though we're in a movie theater. And then Kenny's way too close. I normally have not had to see him the way it worked previously folks i was the only guy on one side of the glass mm-hmm. and now we're all on the same page we we're all on the same table and the only guy missing today is height who presumably will be right there oh yeah is that correct all eyes on the mayor mm-hmm. yeah uh, and and it, we just have the most up-to-date uh, latest technology in here, including uh, Rook. Describe what what you're able to play with here. What is that thing? Well, uh, on our TCL uh, Roku televisions, which are ginormous and crystal clear. No such word as ginormous. Okay, very large. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kenny can chime in there. And uh, what we have is with these televisions, you can go from the television. And then you can go to a port where you can use your computer. Right. So it's like a, I have a keyboard in front of me, 
and I can go to TV or I can go to Internet. Is that called a smart TV? Yeah, so if we want to switch over to what's going wish, on on CNN or Fox News, we can. I right. wish Height was here because he'd be going, well, I've been doing yeah. this for years, you guys. Yeah, what the hell the wrong with you? One of the beauties of it is that you can set a background scene up there that's very tranquil and soothing. Like Ooh. me grilling in my underpants? No, not that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want that one. Uh the flu season is, is expected to be so bad that church officials are saying parishioners should uh, avoid the handshake of peace. I'm all for that. Uh, you know what? No, nothing against you, pal, but I just watch you blow your nose 15 no, times. No, I I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm In not, the same blue yeah, handkerchief. Yeah. What's the Pope say about the fish, uh, fist bump? He'll go with that. Fist bump. Uh, in New Mexico, the Archdiocese of Santa Fe said oh. Monday that parishioners should limit touching uh, by uh, and not holding hands during prayers and simply nodding during the sign of peace instead of shaking nope, hands. Nope. Uh, I'm gonna. Switch. You know what? I'm gonna rip. When you have that that X across your chest, I'm gonna go crazy to rip that hand down and smear all my cold all over you and say, "Peace be with you." No, I'm not son. gonna touch peace. you. I will rest. I'm not gonna touch you. You need one of those boxes, a hundred count box of 7.5 mil blue surgical gloves. I know I got those too. And you yeah, should just have those on all the I'm, time. I'm bringing this to church. I'm giving this to the priest. I'm bringing this. Just I'm flash bring, the card. Say, hey, yeah, sorry. Hey, we're, we're good. Hey, keep it fair. Keep it fair. Look I'll what I got for you here. I Take that up to the right pulpit here. with you. I want an official. Uh, I want an official announcement. Don't be shaking Souchere's hand. <laughs> An official announcement. Remember the time at the fair I came out with the mask on? Oh yes, God. that was very sad. Was that swine flu? That was swine flu. That was swine flu. I wasn't taking about. any chances. Nope. I had the gloves and the mask. I know what the priest is going to say to you, though. When you No, this is going right well, to Father Paul. Right. When you declare, though, when you declare that this is the way it's going to be, yeah. he's going to say, well, it's probably going to co- cost Put you. Put that back here. It's going to cost phone. you. Where is it over here? What I like is we have these kids in our, our neighborhood here at work that there's student housing right behind us, and mm-hmm. a good deal of them walk around wearing the surgical oh, masks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They will. <laughs> they but look what, like bank what, robbers. May to I me. say something? I hope it doesn't get me into racial insensitivity. Oh, boy. Well, the kids I see wearing the masks are invariably uh, Asian kids. Yes, yes, yes. yes. What, what, what do they know that we don't? Should I be wearing a mask? <laughs> yeah. You know what? This is this is like people that mocked Noah. Remember yeah. the, the heat that Noah right. took, yeah. and they all ended up drowning. Oh my God, help me! <laughs> what, what do these kids know that we don't? <laughs> Well, possibly maybe where they grew up uh, in their homeland, there's a little more uh, like smog. Woodbury. Uh, Would they come over here on a wooden the boat? Air from well, Egan, a lot dummy. of them you'll see is they're, <laughs> they're probably they're kids students. born in Chanhassen. <laughs> no, they're students. They're, they're foreign students from, uh, from foreign lands that come to study here in our great country. Uh-huh. And they've... Uh, They've decided that uh, it doesn't matter where they are. If they're in the big city, they need to uh, to clear, filter out the smog. Welcome to the Rookie Podcast. Wow. Yes, filter out the smog. <laughs> well, okay. Another sign of the mystery, man. I always just walk by them and say, Morning, doctor. How are you? Surgery today? The, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is that a John Candy reference? <laughs> Surgery today? Was that, was that a reference? This podcast is completely separate from the uh, and radio broadcast. that's true. That was an old studio uh, uh, rule, was it not? Hey, why don't you just shut up over there? This is the first time for me in, in 20 years being in a different studio. Yeah. I tweeted that out yesterday. We moved from Maplewood 
back to the KSTP headquarters here on University Avenue in July of 1999. Correct. Those studios were brand new then, right? Right, absolutely. So this is the second time for you two yep. working in new facilities. Right. It's a first for me, and yeah. I am I am in love. What do you I mean? You this. worked at the, you didn't work oh. at the other studio? No. I sent a I sent a, an Instagram tweet out yesterday. Sad day today. Such and I walked out of a studio in control room that has been our home since July of 99. Nice new digs. But I'll miss our comfort zone and radio refuge for decades. Time for a pity tier. The Garage Logic podcast is next. And you know what? I haven't had so much feedback. Even Bobby Ghani said I built those studios, and uh, they were beautiful at the time, state of the art. Well, they were they were in 1999. What this is today, correct? And then then some guy in a checkered suit stopped here, and he had the big orange clown shoes on. And he sold us this <laughs> damn computer system that drove everybody crazy. Exactly. First it was uh, Herb Tarlick came by and sold Herb a, Tarlick. sold us this uh, next gen or whatever the hell it is. So, uh, but anyway, that's if you're if we sound better. It's because I don't think you can get better equipment than this. I think well, I think we need to do this something. This ain't Ward's airline uh, technology here. No, this is the latest technology. Hey, this Ward's is... had airline, right? What did Sears have for their electronics? Ward's was airline. You'd buy an airline record player, an airline radio. Well, NEC later on, but I don't think that that wasn't. I don't Phillips. know what I don't know what Sears had. Oh, we'll go to the uh, we'll go you, to the computer. You have a you have a uh, what was Sears Electronics line? All right, we can do that. And that's uh, now he's typing this. It's on a great big screen. I can answer your other question. This is according to Reddit. A lot of Asians were weighing in on this that they do wear the masks. It is a cultural thing to help prevent the spread of colds, diseases, things of that well, nature. It's a very common belief. These kids are ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. So if I see them in church, they not only will not you shake your hand, they'll be wearing a mask. And most of them are saying the same thing. It's not to stop them from breathing things in. It's so that you don't get whatever they have. Okay, I don't want to do this. It's intramural, and I realize. But, Rook, I now know, now that I have to sit with you, yeah. I, know, I now know why it takes you so long to find something. Right. Because you, you're not looking for the search. I said, type in what was Sears electronic brand. Right, and you're back. reading a whole Wikipedia page about some bearded guy who founded <laughs> Sears in 1812. Just, there it is. There it is, right there. What was Sears electronic That's line? That's from 2004. CNET? Hit, hit C- it. CNET was a 2004. It was not their original line. All right, we clicked on it. We're waiting for it to come up. Kenny's playing online poker. <laughs> Sears launches consumer electronics Here line. Here we go. All right. Uh, so we scroll down. That's from 2004. It's not going to be. Ward's Airline was back in the 50s and 60s. So never mind. It's but not maybe, important. Maybe there's a reference to it early on, though. We'll just call it Vios. Just okay. call it Vios. No. I don't know. Just call it Vios. All right? Crazy. Yeah. Uh, Westinghouse. We do have. Maybe it was Westinghouse. Yeah. We do have. Uh, no. uh, our studio has like one side is a glass wall with a sliding glass door. And I've already crashed into it once. Yes, you did. In yeah. fact, you were reminding me. I was going to tweet that photo out. There was a big, giant snot That was smudge. me. That was me. <laughs> it was, you know, this studio is so nice, and it's so high-end. And you're not going to be bringing food in here. No, but when Such smudged his greasy forehead on the glass, it's like a tennis match where they have people that run out, shine up, and wash yeah. up the glass, and then get out of there. Look at that right there. 
The smudge. There it is. We call that the smudge. There it is. I'm sending out how close we're sitting. We're like Lord and Freddy on the Home and Garden show. I don't like. Remember they would sit this close. I don't like this. They were this close. Away from me. I don't want to sit next to you. You got to move down. I think you're locked. Move down for I think you're locked. Take a break, Reavers. I like this one. This is. We're good. I'll be back and I'll be closer to Joe. Justice and the Souchere. You've got some splaining to do, Souchere. Mm-hmm. I don't understand anything about this Pioneer Press, Gannett, uh, Hedge Fund, Digital First Media nonsense. None of this is making sense to me. Can Give you, me the story. Can you please? Give me the whole story. It's the first part's there. Here's the jump page here. Yeah. Here's what you need to know. Uh... Let me find these guys. The, the, these are uh, some billionaires who look, are single-handedly ruining American newspapers. Look in the box on the jump page. There's a highlighted box there with some random details. Yeah. We're all, the Pioneer Press is owned by something called Digital First Media, which is a spinoff of— I read this this morning, but I didn't think it would come up today. I wasn't going to bring it up, but I'll, I'll look at this. Uh, I can't find the names of the owners. Here's what you want to know. Alden Capital. That's, yeah. that's who owns— Alden Capital owns Digital First Media. Digital First Media is merely a, a name they've given uh, their newspaper division okay. of Alden Capital. But what they've come in, uh, and the, the language is, it, they harvested the papers. They stripped the newsrooms of people. They left just enough people in place that they're making money. But oh, they're boy. not paying anybody. The new staffs are too small. This is true all over the country. Huh. And these are two uh, hedge fund guys who don't care that they've ruined newspapers. Sure. And now, now what they're intending to do is make a bid, unfriendly as it is, to buy Gannett. That's USA Today. That's it's many newspapers, and they they they're vulture capitalists, is what they are. They're vulture capitalists. We're big capitalists here in. Uh, in, in GL, but and, it, and I suppose you could make the argument, well, what they're doing is not against the law, but but it's the, it's the decline of their own moral and ethical clarity, their own moral and ethical integrity. The, uh, they they're, Whatever newspaper they end up owning, they completely ruin it. And the people who work for the Star Tribune don't know how lucky they are that Glenn Taylor came along and bought them because he, he cares. And he no lives kidding. in Minnesota, and he knows what he has, and he knows it's important— these people that own us don't know me from the man in the moon or anybody. And they don't the, care. They don't care. They don't Why care about though? journalism or news. They care about making they money. They saw it as a way to uh, continue to get tremendous cash flow without any uh, overhead. But there's going to be— Because <laughs> the newspapers still have ads in them. But there's uh, there's no light—there's an, there's an end point here. So a hedge fund is supposed to always make money, and they're promising their investors a certain percentage— but at some point, if they strip them down to nothing and they're making minimum on the advertising, then that's a dead end Here once they made their cash. Alden was started by Randall Smith and Heath Freeman. Smith made his name on Wall Street by specializing in investments involving distressed debt. Freeman, a mm. former kicker for Duke University's football team, has helped lead the fund's strategy of buying newspapers and increasing profits by cutting costs drastically. When word of Alden's potential pursuit of Gannett began to spread after a report by the Wall Street Journal on Sunday night, journalists used Twitter to denounce the possibility. Dear Gannett, I worked for you for 11 years, Brent 
Kelman, a Tennessean reporter, that'd be Nashville, Tennessean, wrote, We do important stories in many great communities that depend on us through thick and thin. I have loved this job. Please don't sell to these hedge fund vampires. Wow. Now, you could, you know, there's listeners saying, well, Joe, you know, you're the one who says reporting isn't what it used to be, and you're the one who said that the the, the, the news gatherers are, are pretty much acting in concert to— uh, uh, is this, this to, is why to advance an agenda. Yeah. Uh, no, no, but this this is different. This, oh, these are two uh, pirates that are c- coming on board and stripping your ship of all its brass, but they can still have cargo in it because it's still floating. That would well, be my analogy. The, the Denver Post, Pioneer Press, Boston Herald, Mercury News of San Jose, East Bay Times, Orange County Register. That's Alden. That's so Alden Capital. Right. Gannett. Due to mismanagement, is ripe for a takeover. Well, Alden uh, is a stakeholder in Gannett. They own 7.2%. And what they're suggesting is we can do a lot better with uh, uh, Gannett properties than Gannett's currently doing. How is that? Which means, which means let us buy it. We'll show you how to really strip this thing down to the bones and we'll make some money. Can Gannett give them the finger? I, that Now we're in an area above my uh, pay grade because I don't know how these takeovers work. But how is that sustainable long term? You said not, they, it's not going to be. Well, so, but how do they stand to make a profit upon selling something that they've stripped down completely? Well, I think I think if I got it, if I understand how they're operating uh, correctly, they're going to make their money up front, and they really don't care if the thing just dissolves underneath it. They're all, they will already have made their money based oh. upon their inve- their initial upfront cost. Yeah, they've owned us for a couple of years now, Pioneer Press, and they they make they've made money. Hmm. Wow! But we don't have any sad. staff. That's sad. disheartening. Well, I've seen I've seen newspapers at the very peak of their importance in this country, and I'm now seeing them at the very bottom. Yeah. I mean, 50 years ago, that's too long, I'm not that old. Oh, who did, who 40 was? years ago, when I worked at the uh, Star Tribune, uh, there were 350 people in that newsroom on a Saturday night, just to pick a night. But there also were on a Monday night. I went into the Pioneer Press before Thanksgiving to write a column uh, on the day after Thanksgiving. This is a true story. I had to leave. Because not only was there nobody there, but all the lights were off, and I didn't know where the light switch was. Wow. <laughs> Fail. Wow. How many people did the Star Tribune send to Lake Placid in 80? Oh, uh, John Rowe, John Gilbert, Souchere, photographers, probably five or six. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that was just because. That wasn't to— Because was it was the cover. Olympics, and it that's what a, newspapers did. Yeah. Wow. That, that's, that's terribly sad. Uh, Alden Capital, started by Randall Smith. I've read a piece on Randall Smith. He has no public accountability. I guess he doesn't necessarily have to have any public accountability, but uh, he owns properties in Palm Beach, California, uh, you know, Palm Beach, Florida, and he's just a, a terribly wealthy guy, and he's figured out how to make his money by preying on distressed companies. And uh, he's okay. been successful. Wharton, uh, Cornell, his younger brother, Russ Smith, founded the Baltimore City Paper and the Washington City Paper, which he sold for $4 million in 89 in front of the New York press. Mm-hmm. So his brother's a newspaper guy. Is he trying to... I don't know anything about his brother. All right. Oh. He was a and, partner and you know what? Stearns. I don't know a great deal about how hedge funds work. Do they ever divest themselves of certain properties? Is there ever a chance that they would take one city's newspaper, for instance, the Pioneer Press, and sell it to a private individual? Yes, they would. The people in Denver uh, are very vocal, the, the Denver Post. They just... Uh, 
Uh, in fact, uh, they've had editorials in the Denver Post pulled because these uh, Alden Capital people didn't want to see themselves get ripped oh, in print. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And so the Denver Post says, look, if you're going to be uh, so ruinous, why don't you sell this to somebody who cares about it? Yeah. And, and uh, we're saying that same thing at the Pioneer Press. I, I've approached the guy and said, want to own a paper? Right. And, and he doesn't want to own a paper. Well, he's smart. Right. Yeah. He knows yeah. better. Yeah. He knows that. Well, how did Glenn end up buying the, uh, well, the printing. Star Tribune? He bought it strictly for the printing I rights. Think, I, I think Reavers is right. I think he's capitalizing on their tremendous printing capabilities because that's the business he's been in all his life. Printing, uh, what, wedding invitations mm-hmm. and greeting cards and stuff. But, but they're lucky that they got him. He's proven to be a good owner. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, 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 Local ownership, baby. Well, I think the future, I think the future uh, will be the Minneapolis paper will probably have a takeout middle section called the St. Paul Pioneer Press. That's what I think might happen eventually. What's scaring Taylor now from buying the uh, uh, Pioneer Press is he just doesn't want to assume the pensions. Oh, your guy, Randy Smith, your guy, mm-hmm. uh, they own seven houses with his wife in the Palm Beach, Florida area through limited liability companies. Mm-hmm. And he is known for his use of offshore companies. Mm-hmm. So he just doesn't sound I, like I'm not guy. saying the guy's a crook. I mean, I'm obviously he's not, he's, a guy. he's not a guy. Not a guy. He's not a guy. Not a newspaper guy. We're so sure. lucky we have local ownership here. Well, I mean, Minneapolis seriously. is lucky. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I mean us. Oh, this radio station? Oh, yeah. mother of God. I wouldn't yeah. have it any other way. Yeah. And that's why I'm still, even though I'm not an employee anymore, that's why I'm loyal to the end to Ginny and her family. Well, yeah, but, well, and again, I, I, the, the Star Tribune people, I hope they realize how good they have it. Does that guy want to buy a paper? Who? That guy? That's the wet no. doctor. <laughs> I just mentioned that. I, I made that pitch. Anybody. I made he that pitch. Anybody. I made that He's pitch. too smart. He's, he, he he's no better. dummy. He's saying, well, good luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, let's go to garagelogic.com. You're going to see we got some great pictures here of the first day in the new studio. A wonderful Krabby Kenny. Reavers hitting the board. Me sitting arm in arm with Suchi Boy. If you want to see some of that and a little Facebook live post, go to garagelogic.com. And if Joe doesn't hit his face on the glass door back there like I think he just did, we'll be good to go. Check it out, garagelogic.com. Don't forget to rate us on Apple iTunes. Check us out in our new digs. One click away for more Garage Logic podcast version. The love.